The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narcanon Suncoast. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. This is Joni Siegel, and I am joined by my co-host, Jason Good, on our 100th episode. Yes, this is episode number 100, and I just think that that is absolutely huge. I mean... We are about to go into our third year, and Jason, we've been doing this like a hundred weeks, more a than a hundred <laughs> weeks. I know. I mean, we missed a couple, but mostly we've just really kept it up. And I think that, you know, it's so interesting when, um, you know, Steve and I were at PodFest this week, and um, mm-hmm. you know, talking to other podcasters and you know, telling them about. Um, you know, what, what we'd been doing and it's, it's just been really fabulous. I think it's crazy. It's crazy to me almost because, you know, over two years ago, you know, we had this idea of doing a podcast and it was kind of like this little small like pilot. Let's see how it goes thing. And it took on such a mind of its own to where, you know, you and I have this whole group of listeners that really want to know not only what we have to say, but our opinions on the, the drug crisis, the different people we have on to, you know, talk about their experiences with it, Narcan on Suncoast graduates and Narcan graduates in general. And it's just like, it's turned into this really, really big thing. And it's so awesome to be a part of it Yep. and to be helping other people. Because at the end of the day, my hope is that people listen to the, you know, listen to the podcast, subscribe to it and download our episodes and, and are helped by it in one way, shape or form. Whether it you know enlightens them on the situation they have going on in their life, whether it's they have a piece of information they didn't have before, or maybe they just got you know the uh, the last thing they needed before they pulled the trigger on getting a loved one to treatment. So either way, I hope beyond anything else that this helps people every day. And I know it does. I really, really do. I I, I just know that we give so many different perspectives. Um, you know, and every story I think resonates. And even when I do these interviews with like at the drug prevention summit, because that's, what's going to be the the latter part of today's episode, our hundredth episode, you know, these are people who are out there, you know, fighting the good fight and it's more information and it's more education. And the more we can all be educated on all of the aspects of this problem, the smarter we're going to be, and the more we're going to be able to help other people. And Without I, a doubt. yeah, and I just, I, I'm, I, I almost can't believe it. You know, now that we talk about it, it's like I almost can't believe it. I remember when Steve and I came and sat down with you and Yvonne uh-huh. and said, yep. "Oh, you know, we have this idea. We want to do this podcast," and we really didn't know what we were doing. You certainly didn't know what we were doing and we didn't know what we were doing, (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's definitely evolved. And I think that, you know, we've, we've just done a great job giving all different aspects of the problem. And I, you know, I know that we've given, you know, hope to a lot of people and that's really what it's all about because this, you know, this whole um, addiction problem is, it's huge. And, it's it's really everybody's responsibility to you know play some sort of part in it, and I think we also give people the opportunity to do that, which is very cool. Yeah, I totally agree. And the thing is, when you look at the uh, the drug epidemic out there, it's easy to lose any kind of hope that it's going to get better. Because I mean, I sit down on my computer on a daily basis and scroll through headlines, and 
every day there's something crazy that's happened in some part of the country, um, whether whether it has to do with methamphetamine bust or mass overdoses or, you know, just every day you see all these news stories and it's hard to maintain hope. And I want to give people hope that it is getting better because every person that listens to this and has more information and more knowledge, that helps other people in in one way or in another. So if everyone has the knowledge and know-how of how to deal with addiction and what to do in the case you have a loved one or it's, your, or it's yourself that's addicted, that's how we start affecting a change. And the more we educate the public, the less likely it is we're going to create a next generation of addicts. So I'm hoping that the children out there, you know, the preteens and the teenagers are seeing what's going on in the country with people in high school, you know, people that are older than them, stuff like that, really getting an understanding for what addiction is. Because I always have believed since the beginning of this that the way we handle the drug epidemic the way it is now is that we prevent new addicts from being created and we, and we handle the ones that we already have. Right. I agree. And so that's my hope for this next year is that we give enough people enough information that they can do something about someone in their lives or themselves that they're thinking of trying drugs or a doctor gave them a new medication or whatever it is knowledge is power that's right that's right and and some great things on the horizon jason that you're you don't even know about for our next hundred episodes um you know as i said we went to podfest and at podfest there are a lot of different vendors whose sole um uh business niche if you will is podcasters and how to you know, help podcasters get the word out. And, you know, one of the things I think that happens um, as a bit of a challenge for a podcast is, you know, we still talk to a lot of different people and we say, oh, we do a podcast and they have no idea what that is. And so one of the things that Steve's been working hot and heavy on is a website for the podcast and it will have a plugin that will automatically, you know, uh, it'll it won't automatically play but people will be able to find the podcast on the website and we're also looking at um the other thing that a lot of people do is they get the podcast translated into a video and it's not oh, wow. a, it's not a video of people moving it's more a, like a just a picture with the little sound thing that goes up and down and then mm-hmm. and then that video can live on YouTube i know YouTube has some issues but it can live on YouTube or we're hoping it can live on Vimeo or a site like that and then people who don't know what a podcast is, they might go to YouTube and they might search for addiction and they might, you know, search for, you know, help with addiction or what have you. And the podcast Mm -hmm. will definitely come up because, you know, I, you know, we were rated number one by Feedspot, the website. So that's just super exciting. And that bodes well for our next hundred episodes. This week's episode um, is the last three interviews that I did at the 7th Annual Southeastern U.S. Regional Drug Prevention Summit in Tampa. And we, we interviewed um, several interesting people. One of them is a fellow named Eric Burgess. And Eric is a former addict, and he has his own... Um, He's come up with his own way to help people stay clean and sober, and it's called the 108 Challenge. And then we also interviewed Dan Zito, and Dan is the National Training and Education Director for the National Association of Drug Diversion Investigators, 
and he's got a very interesting story to tell. And last but definitely not least, uh, Michael DeLeon was at the Drug Prevention Summit, and Michael just has his own story, which is fabulous, and he's still going all over the United States and talking to kids and warning them about the dangers of drugs and a life of crime such as he had. And so without further ado, let's listen to those interviews. So I'm talking to Eric Burgess here at the 7th Annual Southeastern U.S. Regional Drug Drug Prevention Summit. Boy, that is a mouthful. (laughs) Thank you for talking to us today, Eric. Yes, ma'am. Now tell me me a little bit about your story. You have your own kind of history with drugs is my understanding. Correct. Uh, So we're down here sharing a little bit about, uh, you know, my testimony. Um, You know, know, my my was a background that started at age 13 and I started dabbling with marijuana and alcohol. And then that kind of led into... Uh, uh, you know, cocaine, hallucinating drugs and things like that at experimental stage. And then by the time I was in high school, you know, um, started dabbling into a little bit more harder drugs, um, you know, uh, crack cocaine uh, really, you know, played a big role in my life uh, in the early 90s. And I was, you know, ultimately a, a high school dropout. Uh, and then fast forwarding to, to 2004, you know, um, bouncing around from town to town, being charged and arrested for petty little things here and there. And Never really could get my life together. Never really dealt with my addictions uh, in, in any way. Um, thought I would always could could handle it myself mentality. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, I was arrested for possession and intent to sell and maintaining and dwelling and trafficking and trafficking crack cocaine. And, and so that led to some charges. I had to face on the legal side of it, uh, which is you know more of a you know a scar on me. And then you know fast forward to 2018, uh, about this time last year. Uh, I was selling any kind of drugs I can get my hand on to support my own habit. Um, I ended up putting, uh, you know, the lethal fentanyl that we are dealing with now today on a pipe. I smoked it. Um, it immediately uh, killed me dead. I overdosed. I had to be, um, you know, they had to administer Narcan to revive me. Uh, and that was kind of the rock bottom that, you know, led me down a 25-year path of addictions from marijuana to heroin and everything in between and all the horror stories that go along with it. Right. You know, when we originally started this podcast, we called it the other way around. We said the point of no return, the addiction podcast, mm-hmm. and we're suge- it was suggested we turn it around. But the whole point is at what point someone realizes that they need to get help. And you told us you had a bad experience with fentanyl and overdosed and died and that would be a wake-up call for most people so correct and um so you know i you know was around heroin and opioids you know pretty intensely for the past seven years of my addictions and you know i I witnessed you know 11 overdoses uh four fatalities through it um you know one of the things that's very mind-boggling for me is that some people don't have that rock bottom um you know they um you know, they, they, they get revived, they get heroin arcanist, immediate reversal on their on their drug of choice and heroin opioids and then they're they're worried about getting dosed and they go right back to it because they're they're worried about those walls crashing back in and how can I get help and how can I go through this? It's the biggest fear of somebody on the opioids and heroin now is that they would have to actually go through that dope sickness and not right. knowing what's on the other side of that. Right. Right. So tell me what what you're doing now, now that you are clean and sober. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, right up to the day, right now that we're talking, uh, you are a part of my recovery. So, um, you know, we I was a prominent baseball player coming out of Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. 
Carolina. And so I, tro- I chose drugs and alcohol instead. And so I created um, a small tool. It's, um, it's just a tool that helps me stay clean one day at a time. Um, you know, I, I, I'm about accomplishment. So, um, you know, one of the things for me is to have a sense of accomplishment, to know that I had a productive day every day of my life. So I created a small tool that revolves around a baseball. Uh, it's called the 108 Challenge. It has 108 double stitches on it. Uh, and so uh, we uh, pass out uh, baseballs that are logoed with 108 Challenge. And we encourage you to mark a baseball stitch one day at a time with a pin and just completely doing that one day at a time. If you have a relapse for a moment, you can skip that day, start marking again, come back to it. We don't encourage that, but we know it's a part of recovery. Um, and so we we've had the opportunity to give out over 300 baseballs now with That's our awesome. with our outreach to addicts and loved ones of those battling life control and addictions. Uh, we you know only created this thing to help myself, and then I shared it with a few families. It kind of just took off from there, and uh, you know it landed me here in <laughs> sunny Tampa, Florida, with you. Uh, so uh, one day at a time concept. You know, for yeah. me, it's one second, one minute at a time. You know, basically, I'm sure there's several people in recovery that can agree with that. And well, yeah, so, because it only takes one split second to make that decision to shoot up again or snort again or take a pill and then you're off and running and you're off down that road so it is like one second at a time really when you look at it yeah absolutely so you know one of the things that you know people have different type of mental illnesses uh substance abuse disorders and so sometimes dealing with those things you know once i started getting cleaned up i realized that there was a host of other things i had to deal with uh, Mm -hmm. stress and and anger and how to socialize with people sober and and things like that so this is a daily walk you know It's, it's a lifestyle it's a choice we understand that this is a, this is a, an epidemic. We understand this is a disease, a, a hijacking of the mind. But we also know that you can choose and make proper choices every day in your life that are healthy choices to start finding recovery one day at a time. That's right. That's right. Well, well done. You've got a great tool there that I think will, will work for a lot of people. You know, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is interview different organizations that have different tools. We have talked to several rock musicians and they use music. You're using a baseball and the stitches on the baseball. So well done you. Very well done. Thank you very much. If you had a message that you would want to give to our listeners, we've got, you know, thousands of listeners all over the all over the world. What would that message be? What would you want to say to them? So, you know, I like to focus uh, focal point on the school age kids, but also those who are still out there in their addictions to the ones who are working recovery one day at a time, whether you just started today or you have 10 years in it, to the moms and dads, brothers and sisters, you know, we do recover. You know, there, there are moms, there's dads, there's brothers, there's sisters, aunt, uncles. You know, those, there's a lot of t- cases that they're, they're not, there's not bad people. They've, they maybe they've come through some, un, un, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances of their lives. But, you know, you can choose differently. That's right. You know, you don't have to walk that path. To know that we do recover, that there's a community of people out here that love on you. Yep. We know you're a human being. We know that sometimes we just make bad choices. Yep. So I just want to offer a little bit of hope, a little bit of encouragement to say, hey, you know, we love you. You know, yep. uh, from our outreach to you, to you as an individual or family is that we do recover. There is hope. And just continue to fight this thing one day at a time and seek out something that works for you that can sustain that. Awesome. And if someone wanted to find out more and maybe get their own baseball, how might they do that? Absolutely. So you can read us on a direct line at 336-807-6744. That's a North Carolina number. Uh, you also can visit, we encourage you to visit our Facebook page at The 108 Challenge. It's a business Facebook page. We post a lot of uh, material there. We're also on Instagram at The 108 Challenge. And then our direct email is The108Challenge at gmail.com. But we highly encourage the Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you very much. Take care. Yes, ma'am. 
So I'm interviewing Dan Zito. Am I saying that right? You are. Okay, good. And um, you mainly, in terms of this whole area of addiction, you mainly have a background in law enforcement. Is that correct? I do. I retired from Pinellas County Sheriff's Office as a lieutenant in 2016, spending over 33 years with the law enforcement agency in that area. Awesome. And were you always focused on drugs? Was that always your area of expertise? Well, most of my career has been in narcotic-related investigation as an undercover detective, as a trainer, and several times as a supervisor. So in addition to being on the road as a supervisor, seeing it firsthand, and then working uh, narcotic operations with detectives, um, we were focused more on groups that were profiting um, from the greed side of drug use. Uh, the user side wasn't our attention because we were trying to go after the higher hanging fruit. Right. Um, the individuals that we felt uh, were making a more um, damaging. Uh, really contributing to contributing, the problem. Yeah. Contributing to the problem. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Just, I, I got what you were saying. So all these heavy drugs and you've been in narcotics. Why vaping? Why? I mean, vaping, it's like harmless, right? Well, that's what a lot of people think. Um, and the vaping in itself, that devices are now being used for a multitude of different other deliveries. It's a delivery system in itself, but far above than just the nicotine uh, to be used with cannabis for all the wrong reasons, uh, synthetic drugs, and things just to experiment, which are potentially, potentially could be fatal. Wow. So you can put other drugs in these vaping devices, and you can basically inhale pretty much whatever you want you can try it to the best of your ability some things work better than others depending on whatever the desired outcome is but it obviously if you don't know what you're doing and you get into that area that it could be problematic uh, it could be the last decision bad choice you ever make in life so you could even overdose from using a vaping apparatus yes um there has wow. been individuals uh, they're case specific throughout the country where they tried to use a, a vaping device to break down uh, pharmaceuticals, to thinking and that was a better way of introducing um, the abuse of, of pills into their system or making their own uh, recipe uh, using stuff that they purchased elsewhere, not realizing that it contained harmful, toxic chemicals. Wow. I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I knew vaping was considered the safer choice than smoking, but it's now kind of escalated into not so much. Well, that's been the argument um, and remains to be seen with the uh, scientific data. Uh, hopefully will show that vaping does contribute to a lot of health hazards. Uh, what we do know recently, there's some information that points to any type of vaping uh, into your system, through your mouth, through your throat, into your lungs, that potentially damages the cells in those areas where uh, they don't work like they're supposed to after the fact. They, they don't heal as quickly, which would be prone to a bacteria and other diseases, uh, ultimately affecting uh, your health. Wow. I, I, I want to just make the point for anybody that's listening. If you're thinking that vaping is some big solution to smoking, or it's not. And you need to do more research on it before you just pick up one of those devices and just start vaping away. Oh, yes. I think you were talking about travel and, and, and vaping devices. Well, because of where these devices are made pretty much in other countries and a lack of uh, quality control. And that may be improving over time. 
there has been many documented incidents where these devices have exploded uh, through the use of the, a person who's vaping or while they were uh, in transit, uh, wow. mainly the airlines. Um, uh, the airlines through DOT, Department of Transportation, through TSA, uh, as of not too long ago, uh, prohibit from transporting these items in luggage that go underneath the airplane. What I find it interesting is that it still hasn't come full circle to prevent it from carry-on, which goes in the above compartment uh, where you're sitting at. Uh, to me, if a fire were to occur in any point of the aircraft, um, being high up, you know, thousands of feet is problematic for not just that person, but everyone that's on that aircraft. Right. So the deep the pressurization that has some effect on these devices. Well, it's a sh- is the shift, um, and someone takes apart their device thinking that they made it safe, but they don't isolate the parts, and the battery touches a metal piece, and then there's it ignites, or there's moisture that causes the device to um, explode. Expand, uh, right? Expand and cause a fire, and I don't think that's a good thing uh, aboard any aircraft or any means of transportation. Right. Yeah. Well, they prohibit it. I mean, when you you can have like a little tiny bit of liquid you, when in your carry-on. I remembered what I wanted to ask you is, so for parents who are listening, um, who have decided that oh, my kid's not smoking, he's just vaping, and therefore that's okay. How could they be careful that their child isn't vaping something other than just nicotine, which is which is which could in itself be bad enough? But how could they how could they tell? How could they prevent that? Well, there's no guarantee, and it's not to say that when they vape, something bad's going to happen. They're just it's playing with their health. It's like Russian roulette. Right. You know, no matter how many chances you want to take with your your well-being, um, not just now but down the road. Firm believer that at some point there is going to be scientific information that really shows that the long-term use of these devices are problematic and and that there needs to be more regulation. Now, what people do with it as an adult, that's their decision. Right. But I think we all can agree that we still don't want adolescents, we don't want children getting their hands on any type of substance, be it alcohol, cannabis, or nicotine. Uh, at that point in their lives for a lot of reasons. Right. When someone vapes cannabis, does it smell the same as a joint or does it smell different? There's less of an odor. Um, okay. There is somewhat of an odor, but depending on where you're at at that time, whether you're walking towards the direction of the person who's vaping and you happen to see them uh, while they're vaping, if you happen to see the small burst of, uh, of vape that comes out of the device, or if there's a large mass of, of cloud that catches your attention usually at some point it's very distinguishable when it comes to uh, cannabis when right. it's burned traditionally or when it's vape make no mistake i think everyone can can agree that you can smell it at a certain point and and that in itself is somebody does it in front of you you don't see them do it um whether they have a right to do it or not remains to be seen right Right. Are there um, noticeable smells with other drugs? Unfortunately, there's not. And with the various types of uh, flavoring and uh, carriers, um, they could mask um, certain chemicals out there that are dangerous for you and not realizing because it tastes sweet that you're tasting a flavor that you engage in in doing more of that, that vaping. Right. So unfortunately, there's no way around it. Cut out vaping altogether for your adolescents and your 
your teens just cut it out don't let them do it at all i think it's it's important um as educators and parents that we just want our children to be healthy and happy right as they go through life and that could be reverse happy and healthy but we still want the very best for them and uh trying to give them good information so they make educated decisions as they go through life because as a parent myself when you're not with your child uh, they are going to make decisions on their own right Right. or wrong and hopefully the things you've taught them as a guardian will prevail in them making the right choice right so how can people find out more about vaping more about the message that you're putting out today is there a website that people can go to is there a way there's to a lot of good more? information out there and there's more that is um becoming available here recently uh the cdc okay uh it has a good uh, informational site not just for parents and for children but also for educators is that .gov or .org cdc uh, i believe it's .org org cdc.org okay. and if you were to type in on information about vaping if, can, the, yeah. the, if the topic line was vaping uh, you're going to get a multitude yep. of different things i'd stay away from sites that are not uh, government-based okay. that are, may be of more of opinionated or or maybe uh, more promoting it for, for promoting it in yeah. the same hand yeah. um I, I look at all that information as well just to see okay. what's being um made available to to the consumers out there and trying to stay up on on what is trending, not just for the Tampa Bay area, but throughout the country. And this is not just a U.S. problem. It's a right. worldwide issue. Right. And trying to wrap our heads around it and just do the right thing. That's yep. all we all want. Yep. Get get educated. That's get, the main get thing. Educated. Get, get educated. Get the facts. Yep. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you very much. Just a reminder that you are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. If you'd like further information on the podcast, or if you'd like to reach out to us with your story or your feedback, the best way to do that is via our Facebook page by the same title, The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. If you'd like further information on Narcan on Suncoast, their number is 877-339-3324. And this particular episode is sponsored by Drug Free America. Their website is www.dfaf.org. That's D like David, F like Frank, A like Apple, F like Frank.org. www.dfaf.org. So I'm talking to one of the friends of the podcast. We've had him on a couple different times, Michael DeLeon, expert in drug education across the country. And we're going to try and figure out how to get him in other countries as well. So you're, you've been here at the 7th Annual Southeastern U.S. Regional Drug Prevention Summit. What are some of the things you're taking away from it? Well, first of all, thanks for having me back on the Addictions Podcast. I appreciate it. This is really an amazing conference. You know, I do a lot of conferences. One of the speakers yesterday asked uh, people to raise their hand how many conferences they've been, and uh, I seem to be the only one with my hand up at 75. I've been to more than 75 (laughs) conferences in the last 12 years. Uh, Drug-Free America, This uh, people who put this on, incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. The speakers, the wealth and depth of knowledge. And the thing that I really appreciated is it's all current. It's current and relevant, and they're talking about things that are going on today. Not, you know, things that we read in books and things in the DSM-5. And we're, we're talking about what's going on today, what's facing professionals, teachers, 
teachers, counselors, parents, you know, law enforcement uh, officers. It's a really amazing conference. Yep. And I know one of the subjects that you're passionate about is vaping. And we had Dan Zito, who used to be uh, in the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, talking about vaping. Scary thing, vaping. People think it's just like some big, wonderful solution to smoking. Not so much. Right, not so much. You know, he was great. I really, I, I met him yesterday, and I was looking forward to his presentation this morning, and I had high expectations, and I, he exceeded my, even my high expectations. Relevant, uh, current information, and, you know, it's a scary subject, but yep. delivered it in a cautionary, you know, hey, concerning way, not yep. scary way. When Facts and figures are great, but now how do you solve this problem? Uh, people are unaware. I, and you could tell in the crowd, you know, this is a fantastic crowd, very, um, you know, uh, engaged and professional here. But there was a lot of people in the crowd that um, were shocked at some of the things he was showing and saying, things that people didn't even know. Yeah, I think one of the cool things about this conference is it's really educational, even for people who come who are somewhere in the whole addiction world, you know, in some form or another. I think they still learn things. Michael, when you go into schools, are you talking to kids about vaping? Oh, yeah, it's the... Uh, um it's about 90% of the requested topic right now, 2018, 2019 school year. Really? 90% of the schools across the country will be in, uh, so far, about 36 states. Last year I did 40, uh, but hopefully I'll be in, you know, 50 this year. But, uh, that's 90, your target, Michael, that's 50 target. states 50 this states year. Every year. 50 I'm, states in 2019. There's only three states I've never spoken into, and one of those was Hawaii, so I was willing to go to Hawaii for free. Okay. And, uh, so I'm going in September, not okay. for free, but uh, I'm going to Hawaii, so I'll be down to two states I haven't spoken to, but 90% of the uh, content topic requested this year, 2018-2019 school year, is on vaping electronic cigarettes. You know, it's interesting, and I hope that the people listening will share that because I had no idea. I've never been a smoker. I hear about vaping. It's some kind of an alternative. I'm like, oh, great. I don't have to smell cigarettes anymore. But I don't think most people know the 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 breadth of what people are vaping. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think that most people know, and I stay kind of away from adult use of uh, electronic cigarettes. Adults should be making informed choices, and right. unfortunately the choices that they're making are not informed because the data that's out there is all lies. Um, you know, the, the, the vaping device was not invented to help people quit smoking. I mean, just look at it from a common sense standpoint from a business model. Right. You're going to invent a product to help your customers get off of your product. That makes no sense. No. So just from a common sense standpoint that you should question that. But, yes. hey, I know people who quit smoking by going on a vape. Adults, great. And, but now they're still on the vape. And they're ingesting more nicotine than they've ever ingested with a cigarette. Wow. Not only that, but the chemical inhalation and the exhalation secondhand smoke of a vape is more dangerous than secondhand smoke of a cigarette. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> that lie's been out there for years. So, But I stay away. See, I said I was going to stay away from it, and then I went <laughs> right there. But adults should make informed choices. If you know the truth and you still make the choice, well, then wear the consequence. You know, do the crime, do the time, as they say. But my mission and my fight is for children. Right. I fight for kids. 20 years of age and younger. I just don't want them getting started. And 70% of the consumers right now that are using these electronic devices are under the age of 21. Wow. So their target is kids. The tobacco industry has figured out a way to hook the next generation of smokers. 
And you know, when you talk about, you know, like adults doing doing the research and getting the information, don't forget adults, kids look up to you and they look at what you're doing. And so kids are going to look at you and go, oh, well, mommy or daddy vape, so therefore it must be okay. You know, I met a woman here yesterday and she, she made a statement that literally put goosebumps on my arm and she was talking about working with families and she's like, it's really hard when the kid and the parent has the same drug dealer. And it was like, then my hair stood yeah. up again. The kid and the parent has the same drug dealer. And then the woman next to her said, sometimes the kid is the parent's drug dealer. And, you know, you can't even wow. imagine that, right? Yeah. You can't even, I'll never forget when 9-11 happened. Years later, Rudolph Giuliani was talking about uh, what New York had done after 83 to prepare for a terrorist attack. And he said, you know, we prepared for everything that we could imagine. When 9-11 11 happened it was something that we never imagined right and so that's that that uh interview that quote has stuck with me in every aspect of my life we're experiencing something right now with an addiction a 50-year high of suicide in this country 50-year high of suicide and uh we're dealing with the issue that i could have never imagined I'll, i'll share something else that was really amazing that i heard it again repeated yesterday by a speaker and i've been talking about this for about a year Last May of 2018, numbers came out that 2017 was the third year in a row that, in, that life expectancy decreased in America. That's never happened since 1916, the great American flu pandemic. Life expectancy in America has gone up every year or has decreased one year or two years, but right. never three. Wow. Never has life expectancy dropped for three years in a row in this country in 100 years. It just happened. Wow. 2015, 16, 17. So in 2018, when that came out, I've been screaming about it for a year and I'm fearing what's about to take place. So we're going to see year. a historic fourth yeah. year. Wow. And a speaker made that statement yesterday and I had goosebumps wow. thinking about it. Yeah. We're going to experience something I could have never imagined. Life expectancy in America because we want our kids to live longer than us. We want our kids to have a better life than us yep. we want to live vicariously through our kids you know there's a lot of ways to look at it but geez man i don't want kids to be you know moving into a world where you live less time than your yep. parents premature yep. death is preventable uh, mostly and we need to prevent it That's we're right. not doing a good enough job so i love a conference like this where everybody works together collaborative approaches to social issues yep I agree. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for talking to us again. Thank you. We love you on the Addiction Uh, Podcast. Point of no return. (laughs) So that's our 100th episode. And I can't tell you guys how happy I am that you've been listening. And I hope that you find all of these episodes useful, valuable, educative, and something that you can take away from every single episode. I'm really, I think the next hundred episodes is going to prove to um, really provide like, you know, I'm saying 10 times the expansion that we've had thus far with the podcast. And I'm super duper excited about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the next hundred episodes Yep. because you know, look, look how far we've come in these this set of a hundred, the next set of a hundred is going to be just as awesome. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, everybody, this is our episode 100. We thank you so much for listening to us and, you know, stay tuned. We've got a lot of great stories coming up. We've got, um, next week's episode will be a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer football player with a very interesting perspective on 
his whole addiction problem and a very good message for parents who have kids that might want to go into professional sports. And then following that, we have um, another interview with a graduate, this time from Narconon, Ojai. And his story will definitely raise the hairs on the back of your neck. So we've already, like, we're already into the next hundred and we're just looking at lots of expansion. Um, Jason, I, I couldn't do it without you. I know that I, every time you you can't be on the podcast, I always explain to the listeners that you work at a rehab, you're helping people get off drugs. Sometimes you got to do that while I talk on the podcast, but I'm glad you could be here today and it, we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Wish we were together in the studio, but we'll, uh, we'll push forward and get me more available. There you go. We'll talk to everybody again next week. And thank you for listening. And thank you for subscribing. And if you can leave us a good review on iTunes, because that always helps. And don't wait. If you know somebody that's addicted, if you're addicted, get help. Get help now, today. Don't wait. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narconon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard. 